So again, this morning, go ahead and mark in your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 65, stay in the same book and go back to the third chapter of the book of Isaiah. We're going to read in just a few moments from Isaiah chapter 3. You can go ahead and mark Isaiah chapter 65. If you mark your Bibles this morning in Isaiah chapter 65, stay in that same book. Go back to Isaiah chapter 3. That's what I want to read to you, the very first verse today. From Isaiah chapter 3, and I want to skip down to the 24th verse. And it shall come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. And instead of a girdle, a rent. And instead of well-set hair, baldness. Instead of a stomacher, a girdling of sackcloth. A burning instead of beauty. This morning, our thought would be sin stinks. Sin is unpleasant. When we think about sin today, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For some today, sin is something they enjoy. But I am telling you, in the eyes of God, sin stinks. We're going to talk about substitutes and what we're able to replace in that. But you know, our, our society is engulfed in sins. I'm not trying to, to, to tread upon personal lives. We have lotions and body sprays and colognes and soaps and we have all kinds of things that are scented. Why are so many things, why do we like these sins? And the hope and the intention is is that those smells or those scents will overcome something that we feel like may not smell good. Our, our society or maybe even our culture says we want or with a hope we can overcome something we do not like. Today, folks, I want you to understand the smell of sin and that also that God is providing something that can cover our sins and become a sweet smell unto God. If you mark there in the book of Isaiah chapter 65, let's read the fifth verse. Which say, stand by thyself, come not near me, for I am holier than thou. These people that think that they do not need God. These are smoke in my nose. Think about this morning that sin stinks. God said for people that think that they do not need Him, it is like a smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all day. I want to go back to the third chapter of Isaiah for just a moment. In the third chapter of Isaiah and in the 16th verse, Moreover, the Lord saith, Because thy daughters of Zion are haughty, and walk with stretched forth necks, and wanton eyes, walking with mincing as they go, and after making a clink tinkling with their feet. What he's talking about here, he's not just talking about wealthy women. 
I want to clear that up for just a minute. He's not just talking about wealthy women and that they do not need God. He's talking about Jerusalem as a whole. Anybody, anywhere that feels like they do not need God and they replace God with something that is sinful. It is a smell unto him. What does sin smell like? We may talk about some of those things in just a minute. But the, the, the thing is about is that when you look at Isaiah chapter 65, when you look at Isaiah chapter 3 and he talks about how that their deeds were like a smoke that was, was in his nostrils or in his nose and he said it was like a burning all the day long. Let me ask you this. How many of you enjoy the smell of burn or burning? Matter of fact, many times if we're around something that's burning very much, what's the natural instinct that we do? We cover our what? Cover your nose and your mouth. That's just what you do. When something is burning and something is on fire, the natural reaction is, let me see if I can filter and let me see if I can not smell. Folks, I want you to understand something about God. God cannot, let me, let me say this carefully, God cannot choose to not smell or to understand sin. God smells sin. He knows all about it. You can't hide it. He can't filter it out. God understands. He smells our sin. And today it's not something that he enjoys. We're going to read. And we'll probably read towards the end in a minute in 2 Corinthians. But there are smells today that burn the nostrils of God. And there are smells today that are pleasing unto God. Now, if you've ever been around something that just really has a a pretty horrific smell or a strong odor. Sometimes you can walk away and it's just in your nose. It just smells. We see here in the book of Isaiah chapter 3 is that, 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 that God is not just talking about a, a, a people today or a group of people and their, 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 their wealthiness and their, they don't have a need for God. He's talking about an entire uh, group of people there at Jerusalem that, that these are people that feel like they do not need God. And that's why in that 24th verse... He said that they have replaced the good with the smell. And it shall come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. In the 65th chapter of the book of Isaiah, through all the wickedness and all the evil deeds that they had done, they felt like that on their own they were pure, clean, and holy without God. Can I tell you something this morning? I pray that you already know that you cannot be pure, clean, and holy without God. I'm going to say that one more time. You cannot, as a human being, be pure, clean, and holy without God. We are a sinful people. Not by choice or that, that we pick the wrong fragrance or I don't like the smell of this soap or I don't like the smell of this lotion. It's not that we chose something that was wrong, folks. None of us choose sin. From the youngest to the oldest, every one of us here are sinners. Our lives, our nature, the things that we do, they lift and they go to God and it's like a fire that's burning in His nostrils. It is because of the things that we, we have and the things that we do in our life. And the word stink that we read about here in the third chapter in the 24th verse of the book of Isaiah, let me ask you something. If I was to ask you on a smell of one to ten, how bad something smells. You may say, well, well one's not very bad. Ten is, is awful, it's rotten. We're not talking about something on the small scale of 
how unpleasant it is. We're talking something that is rotten. You know today, if something is readily, mildly unpleasant, we can probably deal with it. As a matter of fact, we get used to it. But you know what God is saying is that, that these are things that are, the word stink that we read about in the 24th verse of the third chapter means it is a rotten, decaying smell. God smells sin. He knows it. He knows all about it. It's a sense that he has. For the scripture saying it shall come to pass that instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. Now, we substitute a lot of things. Now, when I say substitute a lot of things, sometimes we trade something better for maybe something less because we only have access to it. How many people have ever gone into a kitchen and they don't have the, the certain item that they wanted recipe, so they replace it with something else? Now, sometimes replacements are better, sometimes they're worse. But I can tell you this. Whatever God gives you is going to be better than whatever you have yourself. I want you to ponder that for just a minute. Whatever that God gives you and substitutes in place of changes out, swaps out, however you want to look at that, whatever God gives you is going to be far greater than anything you give God. We give God sin. We today believe that Jesus came to this earth and He died that, that He might take upon Him Himself sin. Why? Because He wants us to give Him sin, folks. What we give God is not pleasant. You understand what I just said? What we give God is not a sweet smell. It's sin. It's unrighteousness. It's filthiness that we were all born and conceived in. But I want to ask you a glorious question. What has God given you? Has God given you something that is bitter or something that doesn't have a, a, a sweet aroma to it? I'm telling you again, we're going to read in just a minute that what God gives us through Christ Jesus is far greater than what we give God. If you're here this morning and you've never surrendered unto God and gave Him that rottenness, that smell, I pray that this is the very day that it would. For people today want to substitute. Listen to what happens. Instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. Sin has this misleading idea. Maybe this concept that it's going to make your life better. You know what I believe? Sin does not make us better. Holiness and righteousness does. Sin makes us it's, it's just a pleasure for a little while. Sin is something we enjoy for a few moments, and then all of a sudden it starts decaying, starts rotting, has a smell to it. But you know what God gives us? By the way, let's stop just a second. If something starts rotting and something starts having a smell to it, do you know why? That means there's an end to where it can nourish you and give you what you want. Milk, meat, whatever it is you can think of. If you take it while it's good, then it's going to be good for you. If you wait too long, what's going to happen? It's going to spoil. It's going to have a decay smell to it. And it's not going to be good for you. Let me ask you this. Whatever God gives you, do you think it's going to decay? Do you think it's going to diminish? Is it going to spoil? I thank God that what He gave me not many years ago and coming up on another anniversary here in a few weeks, that, that what God gave me, that March the 18th, when He saved my soul, folks, He gave me something that will not 
decay. He gave me something real. He gave me something that was sweet. But I think about not only what God gave me, but I ask you, what did we give God? We're here in the book of Isaiah chapter 3. Instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. All these different perfumes and colognes and all these aromas, maybe that's the word I should use. They always want to claim that we can... We can neutralize odors or that we can be stronger than the smell or whatever it is that we can come up with. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I can tell you this. The work of Jesus Christ on Calvary is strong enough and sufficient enough to wipe away all your sins. All your sins. I don't care what you've done, no matter where you've been in life, how long you've been there. I want you to know this. God provided through Jesus Christ what you and I as a human race needed. Why? Because sin stinks. And we needed that covering. We needed something to change us and to, and to give us a, a, a different aroma about us that we might be. But here it says that, and there was no perfume made. Excuse me, instead of a sweet smell, he said, there shall be stink. So this perfume, this aroma or whatever it is that they had, they had to realize is that what God was able to give them was going to be greater than what they were able to give God. But in their wealth in the 65th chapter, excuse me, in the third chapter, and even in what they were doing in the 65th chapter, they were trying to provide what they could provide for themselves so that they might be able to overcome. But in this 24th verse, talks about instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. Let me read you a verse. If I may, you don't have to turn over there. Job 31st chapter and the 41st, 40th verse says this. Let thistles grow instead of wheat. Let cockle instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. This cockle plant is a word that means, it actually means in the Hebrew language, stinks. He said you're going to let thistles grow instead of wheat. There are people today that are walking around with the smell and the aroma of sin instead of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. There are people that are letting thorns grow instead of the wheat that are to grow. You know how the Bible says in the New Testament that, that it talks about the wheats and the tares and how that they'll grow together? But there's going to be a day of separation. I want you to know something today. Which category are you in? I'm going to read that to you in Job one more time. And listen to the two sides of it. And there's not four sides, there's two. Let thistles grow instead of wheat. You got right and left, one or the other. Let the cockle instead of barley. So in other words, what do we let happen? In that third chapter, instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink. I want to turn to the book of 2 Corinthians for just a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and I want to read the 14th verse. Now thanks be unto God which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. The word savor means a fragrance, a smell. Let me read that to you again. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to be triumph in Christ 
and maketh, excuse me, and maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge. There are people today that smell or have a fragrance of Christ. Remember, Christ is talking about the Savior of the world. They have Christ and they have a Savior, or aroma, or a fragrance about them. What about people that have not responded? What about people that have not sought after? What about those that have not begin to seek after Him to be saved? What's their fragrance like? We talk about how sin stinks. Now, I'm not trying to say that, that, that we have to start smelling of each other and say, what do we smell like? What I'm saying is that all of us, collectively as a human race, we have sin about us. If we respond to the Spirit of God, if we respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we respond to Him, then this Savior or this fragrance, if you will, begins to come upon us. What does sin smell like? There's a couple of places in the New Testament, Mark chapter 9 and the 43rd verse, you don't have to read it, but it talks about in hell or Gehenna. Gehenna means it's the Valley of Hinnom. Now, the Valley of Hinnom, if you ever read about this place, um, it, it'll really get you stirred inside of you. Valley of Hinnom is where that a lot of times when they would have uh, the, the false god, Amolek, that they would go and they would offer babies as a sacrifice. Why would they do this to a false god? Babies in, in a place on the south side of Jerusalem. You see what they would do? This is being a description of what hell is. A lot of times what they would do is they would take their trash. They would take it outside the city. They just burn it. I don't know if you've ever been to a landfill, but usually they're not very pleasant to the nose, is it? I don't know if you've ever been to a landfill, but I don't know a better word to use than they stink. But you know in this valley of Hinnom, which is what hell is being described as, it's a place where the Bible says that the fire is not quenched. That's in Mark chapter 9. It talks about the fire is not quenched. So I want you to imagine for a second, on the south side of Jerusalem, there's a place where all the trash was burning. If the fire would ever go out, then good. That would mean that in hell, that there's an end to the fire and the flames and the torment. Can I tell you something today? There is no end to hell. The fire will burn and the fire will continue to burn. It's an everlasting fire and punishment for those that do not know Christ. But what do you think the smell is like? Could you imagine those that offer not only the, the babies, but the criminals that they would take them out where there's always a fire? And yes, they would throw them in the very place where the fire was constantly burning. Sometimes we take sin and we make light of it. Sometimes we want to take the Bible and we want to talk about God is love and we want to talk about that God wants us to go to heaven and those are all true statements. But may we understand sin has some very serious consequences. Sin will send people to hell unless you've got the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you have that blood? That's why we're here today to be reminded that the blood of Jesus Christ is what it's all about. They would take these sacrifices on the outside of that city and they would burn them in the 
Call it the city dump if you want. And could you imagine the smell that is there? If we read in Isaiah that, that it talks about a fire that, that lifted up a smoke that was in the nostrils of God, could you imagine what it's like? God continuing to still deal with sin. Can I tell you something right now? 2024, God is still dealing with sin. God's still saving people from sin. Do you believe in that? There are people even right now that are not under the blood of Jesus Christ. They're in sin and they need to be brought out. We don't like it. It's unpleasant. The smell of, of this extreme smell, the stink that we're reading about there in the 24th verse, if it means to that of decay, if it's so strong, then is God going to provide a way out of that? Yes, He is. So we see here that we as God's people need to be rejoicing in the fact that what we have traded to Him versus the sweet smell that He has given us. We do not enjoy that smell. But I'll tell you this, if you ever get saved, you'll enjoy what God gives you. You'll enjoy what it is that God has before you. For He said, instead of a sweet smell, there shall be stink. There are people today that are still bound for hell. Jude, I believe it says in the first, there's only one chapter, 23rd verse maybe. He talks about how we're pulling people from the fire. You know, today I believe there's a lot of people that's engulfed in not just the smell of hell, but the fires of hell. And we that are saved, we're trying to pull them from the fire. Maybe you're here today and you're trying to pull your family and your friends. You're pulling them from the fire. Why? Because it's a smell. It's an unpleasant smell. It's not something that we enjoy. It's not something we like. But it's something we were born in. And how that God wants to give us something even greater. For He said that we have this instead of a sweet smell, there shall be stink. And instead of a girdle, a rent. So he said, instead of a girdle, he said, we will smell rent. What is a girdle? Girdle is what we would call like a, a, an apron or something that would hold your clothing in place. Rent just means torn. Now, I don't have to get into to fashion for you for just a minute, but torn clothes, it's all patched up. They're weak in the fact that they can't hold much support. But if you've got a girdle, appropriate clothing, you're going to be stronger. And I'm just trying to tell you the fact, read this verse to you again. Instead of a girdle, a rent. So people today, instead of having something that's strong, they have something that's weak. When we talk about substitutes and changing, instead of having the strong girdle, he said, you have something that's, that's weak. If we were to go pulling on something that was patched together with, I don't know, a dozen or two more different pieces of clothing, it's going to pull apart. At the, at the, it's only going to be as strong as the thread holding them together. But the girdle's going to be one. And what he's saying is, is that how many people today are living their life with something that's weak instead of something that is strong? Folks, there is strength in being a child of God. What is that strength in? Strength in being able to endure. Let me ask you something today. Do you believe that God can give you the strength to endure? Absolutely can He do that. For He said, instead of a girdle, a rent. Notice what He says in the last part of that verse. Instead of well-set hair, He said, there's baldness. Well, I get this... 
picture it in your mind if you want to for a minute. Remember what I read to you in the 16th verse? Moreover, the Lord saith, because the daughters of Zion are haughty. He's talking to the, these ladies, but he's talking about the people as a whole. Could you imagine a group of people that their hair was not important to them? Ladies, I'm not trying to offend, but I, I'm just not, hair's not something I can worry about because I don't have it. But I'll tell you this. What he's saying is, is that the people did not care. That they did not care about how they were. You know what, folks? You know what I'm afraid of? People do not care that they are sinners bound for hell. But one day they will. There are people today that are bound for hell. And, when he, and he talks about it, instead of well-set hair, there's baldness. You know, you take your hair and you can fix it up. And we can cover up a lot of things. If you've got plenty of hair and you can fix it just right, it can cover up a lot of things. He said, but instead, he said, there's baldness that's there. Instead of a girdle, a rent, instead of well-set hair, baldness, instead of a stomacher, a girdle of sackcloth and burning instead of beauty. Folks, today, remember how we said in Isaiah that there was a burning that keeps going up to God? God today really wants us to get to a place that we're not, the smell of sin is not upon us. It's the smell of beauty. What does God like? Let's read in the book of Romans for just a minute, chapter 6. Let's read chapter 6 for just a minute. We're going to read one verse down in the fourth verse. Therefore, Romans 6 and 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. Substitute, changing, instead of the smell, instead of the rent, instead of the baldness, instead of the sackcloth, he said, instead of all these things, he said, let's trade for this. As like Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so he also should walk in newness of life. When we talk about the word baptism, it just means to be identified with. To be identified with. Can I, can I read this to you one more time now? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death that like as Christ. Are we identified with Christ? If sin stinks, then we have to understand about the righteousness and the holiness of Christ. That is where our sweet smell is, is that there, there's an immersion that happens and that we are a, a new creature, that we are born again into the family of God. And we are immersed in the Holy Spirit of God. Today I believe that there are a lot of us that are saved and we've been born again immersed in the Spirit of God and we are new creatures. And it's not that we are new creatures by what we have done. We're new creatures because what Christ has done. But let me tell you something today. If you are not saved, you too can have an experience with Christ. I want to close with the book of Revelation chapter 18. Babylon was... Uh, not so good of a situation in the place. You can go back and read about the Tower of Babel and all these things that, that have happened and how God overthrew such power. 
sin that they had, what was it to God? So the 18th chapter of Revelation is talking about how the Babylon and how it fell. Skip down to the fifth verse. Who do your sins affect? For her sins have reached unto heaven. Remember when Job, oh, excuse me, Jonah ran and he got thrown on a ship and his disobedience caused the others to be unhappy and they're saying, you know what, there's, there's a problem here and they threw him overboard. We do understand that my sins, our sins, can affect somebody beside us. But let me ask you this. Do you think that our sins are hidden to God? Our sins. People talk about what's, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Let's hide our sins. Let's cover them up. And maybe nobody will ever know about our sins. Let me tell you something. For her sins have reached unto heaven. God smells sin. Sometimes people amaze me. They'll start sniffing. And they can tell you what they smell, what kind of food they smell, what kind of plant they smell, what kind of flower they smell. Or they'll tell you something. I, they can, and I'm like, how do you smell these things? God knows everything about us. God desires that we would be removed from, the, from, the, from Gehenna, the valley of Hinnom, where the trash is burning, that we would not go to hell, but that we would be clothed in His holiness. For if you was reading in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I want to read the 15th verse now. In the 14th verse, we talked about triumpheth in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that are Perish, saving, fragrance. In Christ, there is a smell. Outside of Christ, there's a smell. There's an aroma. There's something that's there. But in Christ, there's still a smell. But what is it? Let me go back to you and read Isaiah 65. Which say, stand by thyself, come not near me, for I am holier than thou. These are smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all the day. Today, I already know what our natural bodies smell like. And I'm not talking about what kind of deodorant or perfumes or colognes or fragrances you wear. I'm talking about our nature as far as who we are. We're sinful. And may God change us. May God save us from our sin and our unrighteousness and give us the righteousness of Him. If you're here this morning and you've never been saved, what a wonderful chance and opportunity God has granted you. That's what I had on my heart this morning. Let's get a song.